Hello, and welcome to Books the Podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. Weird Booksman. Tim, I'm wearing uh, the Weird Booksman shirt that a listener named Aaron gave us when uh, when we were in London. Aaron, thank you for that weird. Forgot about that. He gave us one to share, so I get it next (laughs) week. (laughs) Yeah, well, unfortunately, Tim, uh, uh, you know, I I just did my laundry, so you're going to have to wait, uh, or you're going to have to get this one uh, stinky. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. get it uh, dry cleaned. <laughs> of course. That's how we. Uh, that's how you share clothes. You get a dry clean I, between. I gotta. I gotta uh, visit the old dry cleaner. Yeah. What do you got? What do you gotta get dry cleaned? Uh, you know, just like uh, I don't know. I have like maybe two or three suits. Yeah. And uh, it's just one of those things, like. The, this one suit now is like, uh, you know, I took it to Mexico because I was going to a wedding there. Right. And you so got it's like, salsa ah, all over it, didn't you? I got salsa all over it. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It was like cr- s- smashed into a suitcase twice. Right. Yeah. I got I to gotta get this thing dry cleaned. Because I know I'm going to forget. And then, I don't know, I'm going to have to like go to a funeral or something. Yeah. You know what's also nice, Tom? What? If you're going to go in there and do that, just take mm-hmm. any dress shirts you have. Oh, and get them pressed? Yeah, just go get them washed and pressed there. Um, yeah. And then you just have them in your, in your closet. Yeah, I should do that because, yeah, I have like, uh, yeah, some dress shirts that I wear with suits. Yeah, and if you're going to get the suit dry cleaned anyway... Just, yeah, uh, should, I, maybe I should get my uh, all my shoes polished too while I'm at it. Hey, Tom, I'll come over there and shoe sh- uh, shine your shoes <laughs> and uh, get get my watches uh, serviced. <laughs> uh, replace the fob on your pocket watch. <laughs> Tim, I was looking. I have a, a well. You should too. A, a nice pocket watch from friend of the show, Paul McKenna's uh, wedding. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Do you use that pocket watch? No, I don't. I never wear pocket watches. I need like a vest. Yeah. Because we all had vests for his wedding, which we is uh, perfect with the pocket watches. But yeah, I don't. Uh... He also got us knives. He did. He got us knives with our names engraved on them, so he can't use them to kill anyone. Yeah, I mean, or and leave it behind, I guess. Yeah, you probably don't, because even if you bring it with you, you know they're gonna find blood on it, and it's still gonna have your name on it. Yeah, but look, uh, it was still maybe a, I can a nice... steal your knife. And uh... oh, I yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's a good uh, good thing to do. I I go back and forth uh, on being like a like a, a carrying around a knife guy. Yeah, I don't know. Just not like not for I'd cut my protection hand. or anything. Oh, okay. Uh, just just you know, uh, every once in a while you gotta cut something, and it's nice if you just always have a knife on you. Yeah. Do you have a multi-tool, Tom? I do. Yes. Have you ever used it? I have a multi-tool. Yes. Oh, I've never <laughs> used mine. I've used mine, but uh, 
mostly just as like a uh, like a pair of pliers, which is like right. its default mode. Um, yeah, because like if I'm gonna you know need like a screwdriver, I'm just gonna get like a regular screwdriver. But yeah. it is like a nice thing to have if you're you know I don't know gonna be in like the woods for the weekend or whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm never in the woods for the weekend. Yeah, or if you have like a like a real like a uh, job like a man's job. And it's like uh, having, having uh, you know, uh, access to like 13 tools at all time would be nice. Yeah. Not me, though. I just uh, just type on a computer. And yeah. Talk into a microphone. Yeah. Like jackass. <laughs> <laughs> all I need is a phone and a very expensive laptop to do my job. Right. Not some sort of uh, multi-use uh, tool set. I mean, also, I don't. I don't have a very expensive laptop, and nor do I need a very expensive laptop. I don't know why I lied like that, Tim. I was trying to impress you. <laughs> I was impressed, but you know what? I'm more impressed with Tom. Your honesty. What's that? Thank you. Well, that uh, I'd be lying if I said that wasn't what I uh, hoped you would say. Yeah. No, dude, you're a very impressive young man, Tom, and I'll, I'll tell anybody <laughs> that. <laughs> well, Tim, I just hope one day you'll leave me your multi-tool and your uh, will. <laughs> uh, which one of us will die first? It's, uh, it's a weird thing to think about, but one of us <laughs> will. <laughs> it is a weird thing to think. How often do you think about it, Tim? I don't know. You were just talking about me writing you in, into my will, of all yeah. people. <laughs> me of all people yeah well, i barely what's, know what's you like your, what's your wife gonna do with like a microphone yeah that's true do you want i okay. could use that microphone to replace you <laughs> <laughs> keep keep this my scam will going. Sti- my, my will stipulates uh who's uh allowed to replace me on this show yeah mm-hmm yeah, a list of possible people or just a list of like, no, under no circumstances, these people. Oh, no, just a list. Of, they're uh, only people who are, are approved in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I mean, so guess what? The no list is like uh, 7 billion people or however many people wow. are in the world. It's like the, the size of the uh, uh, Library of Congress. So you're saying there are a billion people that you would allow, though? There's 8 billion people now? Tim, that was the big news this week. 8 billion people now. Uh, well, yeah, I guess a billion people are, are fair game. Wow. They're, they're all listed out in my, in my will. <laughs> um, that must be very... I mean, honestly, even that must be pretty long. <laughs> yeah, it took a while. Uh <laughs> Tom, uh, mm-hmm. we started reading this book, Forrest Gump. Yeah. By Winston Groom. Yeah. Had you known about this book ahead of time? I'd known that it existed, and I had known that it wasn't uh, necessarily that, uh, the movie wasn't necessarily that faithful to the book. Right. Um, we started reading this I th- book. Yeah, go on. Because I think I even remember like when Forrest Gump, the movie came out. And, you know, we were at like that age where 
I don't know, like I would have been, I guess, like 12 or 13. Like when I was 12 or 13, it was like I was old enough to go ride my bike to the movies myself. So I went and saw like every movie that came out. And that movie was a big movie. And it was also like, oh, this is like an adult movie, but I liked it. Did you go? uh, Did you go see it with friends? I think so. I saw we we it was a family movie night for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um we only had a few of those. The only ones I remember are uh The Muppets Take Manhattan at a at a drive-in mm-hmm. and I got yeah. scared cuz I thought the Muppets were going to try to come into our car <laughs> and we had to leave. <laughs> I was just yeah, screaming. Well, what what is what a surprise that there were only a few family movie outings after that. I, I think I was like three years old and I just started screaming, they're coming into the car. They're coming into the car. And, uh, <laughs> and we had to leave. Uh, and we saw Dances with Wolves in the theater. Ooh, okay. Uh and then we saw. Uh, isn't that isn't Dances with Wolves like three hours long too? Yeah, I don't know why they brought. Were like you just a, bored a, the whole time? Yeah, I was bored out of my skull. Um, yeah, but then I do remember there was a uh, there was a time where like a a lady. I think there was like a love scene, and I remember being <laughs> like seven or eight years old, being like, oh, "What's going on here, though?" Um, so you know. Uh, I remember like we didn't I I can't remember any time that my whole family went to a movie together. Not even to see uh, the man without a face starring Mel Gibson because my (laughs) whole family went and saw that as well. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And you didn't start screaming during that one. (laughs) I started screaming other things. Uh, No, I do remember us all going to see Home Alone together. Uh yeah. But I but I remember usually it was just like uh uh actually it usually wasn't my mom that went to like I don't think my mom liked going to movie theater or something. I don't know. I mean uh, not with a kid. I can't imagine it being <laughs> at all fun to go to a movie theater with a child. Uh yeah, probably not. But uh but I would go, I I remember seeing movies with my dad a bunch when I was younger. And then I remember going to see um, Wayne's World with him. Mm. And I, there were two people that I knew who were in the movie theater. And I remember being like so embarrassed that like they were there without their parents. And I uh, was there with my parents. Uh, so silly. Yeah. Um, but when they were like swing, where you like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I I mean, I didn't know what yeah. that meant really. <laughs> I knew it had like something to do with like yeah. a boner. Oh, I, I like, mean, that's I pretty I, much the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess now that I'm <laughs> there wasn't much it, more than that. It's just it's just giving a sound effect to the act of having a boner. Yeah. Which, you know, honestly, was uh, long overdue. Uh, we got funny sounds for a lot of other uh, bodily functions, but uh, yeah, why not, not that? getting a boner. Well, well, they did it a mere, you know, 11 years into our lives. Um, 
I was taken to uh, uh, Wayne's World by a friend's dad. There, not just me and him. Uh, he mm-hmm. took uh, a group of us, including my friend whose father he was. Um, mm-hmm. And then I remember they he dropped me back off at uh, my parents' house, at my house, I guess, which was, it was my house at the time as well. And he was talking to my dad and, and he was like- Are you trying to like hide details of the story you're telling it in such a weird way? I'm very tired. My friend's father took me to a movie. He was also there. My friend that is. Yeah, I'm just saying, look, and then he was talking to my dad afterwards and was like, uh, he's like, that movie was really funny. Uh, I was laughing at a lot of jokes. I don't think these guys understood half of the stuff I was laughing at. Um, yeah, and it's like, yeah, probably didn't understand. And then did he that. tell your dad like, like, oh, in this movie, boners make a noise? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they high fived. <laughs> and your your dad was like, "What noise do they make?" And he was like, "I'm not gonna spoil it. You have to see it for yourself." <laughs> Nah, good uh, movie, Wayne's World. It is a good movie. A, a movie not based on a book, unlike yeah. uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah. So Forrest Gump, uh, the book, yeah, uh, differs wildly from like the, um, I would say like feel good family, baby boomer nostalgia movie. That yeah, that- they it does and it doesn't. Like a lot of the bones of the movie are here, but yeah, it's it's a much different like take on this character and like the world around him, right? Um, and it seems to be at least five chapters in, um, completely uh, devoid of the uh, all the pop culture touchstones and references that the movie really um leans, leans on into. right like yeah where like oh where forrest taught elvis how to dance and how like where forrest was this like zealot figure where like he was uh responsible for all the things in history um yeah and maybe that'll come up i don't know but like uh there's very little of that in the book thus far right yeah, which seems to be the whole guess, point of the movie. Yeah, my my guess would be that that does happen like once or twice in the book, and yeah. we haven't gotten there yet. And that when they wrote the screenplay, they were like, "Oh, this is what the movie should do. Like, we should take this scene where you know he meets uh, John F. Kennedy, and we should really just blow that out and make make him meet all these people." Right. Okay, that's fair. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the style that this book is written in? I do not like it. Okay. So <laughs> it, is, it is very difficult to read. See, I thought it would be, but once you get in the, I think this is always the case with this. Once you get into the rhythm of it. So it's written uh-huh. like a Southern idiot would. Yeah talk yeah um, i mean it's written similarly to how forrest gump talks in the uh in the movie if you like spelled out 
the words he's using instead of uh, you know the actual word. Yeah. So like a word like found isn't f o u n d. It's found f o u n. Right. Uh, for uh, the first uh, line of the the book kind of made me smile. Considering, uh, let me say this: being a idiot is no box of chocolates. I I have the same line highlighted here because I was like, wow, that's not the line from the movie. (laughs) No. But like, you know, I've been an idiot since I was born. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Then there's there's a lot of uh, also uh, problematic language uh, throughout. Yeah, but also yeah, because I mean, he's uh, he's uh, he's, he's using a, the vernacular of the time, and he's uh, a person who has a, a an IQ of seventy. Yeah, well, yeah, it's the it's the fifties, and you know he's he's using words that he's heard other people using, and you know he doesn't know uh, uh, right. that they're bad words. I mean, and honestly, and you know back then to to people like him, they weren't bad words. Right. But they're they're bad words now. <laughs> um but yeah, I would prefer that they just were just like, oh no. Like I just don't understand the conceit when when that happens when they like is there is there a literary phrase for that, Tom? You're you're an author. For like using uh like problematic language, but it's the character using it. Oh no no no! A... I'm saying just the general style of like uh oh his I'm accent sure... and malapropes and like uh errors in speech. Um, yeah, I'm sure there is. I don't know what it is because like, what's the like conceit here? Like that he's r- typing this out or that he's it's being transcribed from an interview with him. Uh, like, I just feel like it almost like when something, what is this? A first person narrator? Yeah. It's like, a first person, like a uh, uh, past tense. So like he's, he's looking back on his life and, and telling the story. Yeah. But like, I feel like when you, when you, get into specifically like oh this is like the accent we're gonna write out the accent and like the yeah. the improper it like really calls into like it really um makes you focus yeah, you on like what is it? it's like you know on modern <laughs> family when uh mm-hmm. they have like uh the direct address to camera where to they'll the camera, like yeah and it'll be like uh they'll cut away from a scene and then it'll be like the mom being like I thought she knew this, but she didn't know this or whatever. And then it's like, yeah. who are they talking to? Wait, what is the construct here? Like, this isn't a yeah. mockumentary like The Office where there's a camera crew around. Um, and then, like, that little stylistic flourish, like, really kind of, uh, I don't know, calls attention to the fact, like, Wait, what is the conceit of this show? And like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like the same way um, when they do that in a novel, where it's like, oh, it's it's guy. We're we're transcribing what this guy says. It's like, all right. So is this like a guy talking, to, talking somebody, to somebody, and yeah. then somebody, you know, transcribe the tapes as accurate accurately as possible? But it's like you shouldn't be thinking about that because it's just like. 
a narrator in a book. I don't know. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Narrators in most books, it just you're calls not thinking. attention. Yeah, it calls attention to the the like weirdness of just like all books with narrators. <laughs> well, I think it's also hard because you have a character who is, you know, self-described as an idiot, but also, you know, in the I guess like uh, outdated clinical term of like somebody who has a IQ below seventy, I think was considered an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you, yeah, you, it's a weird thing with this book because you're like, okay, so this guy like sometimes doesn't know like how a toilet works, <laughs> but but he like can weave a good story and can like, you know, uh, tell these anecdotes where even at the end of it he's like I don't understand why he why he said that and it's like well but you knew this was important to include in the story right yeah exactly yeah, it, it, there yeah there's just kind of kind of like a like cognitive dissonance there sometimes right. with this and again i think a lot of it just boils down to the way the way the actual words are spelled and written at least for me like really was messing with like really slowed down my reading yeah agreed um it's just annoying <laughs> another big difference uh between this book and uh i guess like kind of in the movie is that in the book he says by the time i was 16 i was six foot six and weighed 242 pounds Just so like in the book like Tom he's Hanks. like a <laughs> yeah so like in the book he's a big guy right uh, this is which, the original uh jack reacher situation yeah kind of but i was gonna say i feel like they do play tom hanks as like he is pretty strong in the movie like there are multiple times where he's shown to be like almost supernaturally strong yeah um but he's not six foot six and 240 pounds yeah, so like you know, that is one of the differences when they get into like the football stuff. The movie really leans into that Forrest is just like an incredibly fast runner, right? And, and he is an book, incredibly fast runner in the book too. He is very fast in the book, but he's also like too big for most people to to be able to take down, right? He also says shit a lot in the book. He yeah, Forrest says shit a lot. Like he's like and shit or or calls things shitty. Yeah, like he's a regular Kevin Smith in that regard. <laughs> um Yeah, there's uh so what what do we get into in these chapters? It's mostly like him getting into football, right? Yeah, there's a lot of football in this, right? So uh Basically, he gives a, a brief overview of his his childhood, um, mm -hmm. where he was taken out of the regular school. Um, yeah, and uh, put into a, a special school. I don't know what he refers to it as. I forget what he refers to it as. Uh, the nut house. Nut And also, like, it is kind of. Uh, funny how it's just like he's just like oh yeah like uh what what were they gonna do with us 
Um, so like yeah. he has like a, a, a good amount of self awareness. Uh, yeah, like a lot of his, he's kind of like you know, yeah, I don't really belong in the nut house, but like I'm very stupid and like big enough to hurt somebody, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> I, I guess this is. I'm trying to figure out what was the hook of this book that they were like, we need to option this and make a movie out of it and change everything. Um, It seems like the Forrest Gump in the book is pretty reasonable and good hearted. Um, So far at least. Yeah. And that I guess maybe, maybe they were like, Oh, this character, um, is something we can do something with, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess just like a simpleton, uh, you know, in the in the late fifties onward. Yeah, you know, just just kind of making their way through the world. We're introduced to Jenny. Yeah, um, who is uh, Jenny Curran in the book? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's kind of nice to him. Uh, mm-hmm. She'll. Uh, I guess uh, kind of like the seats taken uh, situation on the bus. Tom, are you typing? No, no, I'm I'm playing with something in my hands. I thought you were uh, transcribing this conversation, <laughs> and I don't want this. I don't want this getting out. <laughs> I'm uh, writing down all these ideas for my next book. <laughs> um, so he develops kind of a crush on Jenny. Yeah, they they kind of they. I mean, I I think I'd mentioned last week that I had read that, uh, you know, I tried to avoid like reading too much about this, but but that one of the changes they made for the movie was that they focused more on the love story between Jenny and Forrest. Right. And in this, it's it is much more just like he has a crush on her and they don't necessarily spend that much time together. No. Um, it's it's that she's like a very pretty girl and she's also been nice to him when nobody else is nice to him. And that's, you know, the basis for his crush on her, you know, they're, they they don't have at least yet, uh, like the, the storyline from the movie of like her being abused and kind of, uh, you know, uh, only having Forrest as like her friend in her life. Right. Um, yeah. Um, so what we've seen of the, the Forrest and Jenny arc so far is mm-hmm. she's kind of nice to him. Uh, when he comes out of the nut house and goes back into school, um, she'll mm-hmm. allow him to like sit at the table with her at lunch, but won't really like interact with him at all. Right. So that's like the extent yeah, of it. She's just, kind of, she's just nice to him. Yeah. And then at some point Forrest's mom, sets up a situation where like Jenny will go out to see a movie with him. Yeah. And uh I didn't really understand this part, right? Cuz like she started getting embarrassed, right? Cuz he was laughing at what do they see Bonnie and Clyde or something? Yeah. Um, and he was laughing at all the shooting and she just kept uh slinking down Sinking in her in chair. Her seat. Yeah. But then I didn't understand the mechanics of he thought she was like <laughs> Sliding off, sliding off. So he went to pick her up and like ripped her whole dress off. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. It just didn't. And then he got arrested. (laughs) Yeah. 
uh, and then didn't see her again until college where he became a football star and she came up to him and was like hey come see my folk band yeah um and then he played harmonica with them and then he got kicked out of college right and that's like and he was mad because she was quote screwing her banjo player yeah i well to to address your first concern with uh getting uh how he ripped her dress off and all that i think it was i i've didn't or i don't remember that 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 he was like laughing i thought it was more like because that movie's pretty violent she was like kind of like shrinking like covering her eyes type thing Oh, no, but I think I, she was getting embarrassed because he was just like, I thought it was so, like, like there was a lot of, <laughs> yeah, like, and that like, he was laughing at, like, laughing. inappropriate times. Yeah, but, uh, but I just kind of read it as like, uh, like, oh, she has like a sundress on or something and like part of it got caught on the, uh, the chair. Right. And because this guy's just like such a, like, oof you know he went to pick her up and and yeah doesn't know his own strength or whatever and just uh you know ripped it off by accident and because he's like such a huge oaf he was arrested because they're like look at this guy he looks like you know uh shrek if shrek were around already <laughs> If they painted Shrek uh, another color other than green, you if they color. painted him, uh, yeah, like a uh, Caucasian color. Yeah. Um. So, another difference here is that uh, Forrest isn't like totally naive about like his sexual desires and whatnot. Um, yeah, and he's uh, essentially what uh, molested abused by a woman he's raped by by uh like mama's uh tenant right yeah but yeah he doesn't really understand what's going on and he's kind of like well i would have rather done that with jenny but whatever yeah um so I, w- I went way out of order here sorry tom i just wanted to <laughs> no, right. show forrest and jenny uh through the years yeah, so he becomes like a real big high school football star. He, they're going to send him to Vietnam, but then a, like a college wants him, so he gets you know a deferment. Right. And uh, they bring him to a place they refer to as the Ape Dorm, where they have uh, like, you know, all the like big dumb football players. And uh, I did find this funny. He said, uh, he's walking in like a guy's showing him around. He says, in the hall, there is a big stack of newspapers, which at first, I afraid they're going to make us read, it being college and all. But soon I learned they are for putting down on the floor so you don't have to step on all the dirt and shit when you walk around. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> I like funny. that idea of like, oh boy, I'm going to have to read all those newspapers. Well, <laughs> it makes sense. It's college. <laughs> Yeah, there's a few good, there's some good lines here. Um, I can't imagine picking up this book in 1986 or whatever and Mm -hmm. um, knowing what the hell 
<laughs> why the hell I'm reading this? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he's talking to, I think this is Curtis, who's like a guy showing him around uh, the ape dorm. And he says, uh, hey, Curtis asks where he's from. And he says, when I, when I say mobile, he says, that is a quote candy ass town. And informs me he's from Ope, where they make uh, peanut butter. And if I don't like it, he's going to open a jar himself uh, and butter my butt with it. That, that was the extent of our conversation for a day or so. Yeah. yeah it's like this guy threatening to butter his butt with peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, it's a weird thing for a tough guy to threaten somebody with. I'll butter your yeah. butt. <laughs> it kind of sounds nice. <laughs> I, I will admit to uh, walking around uh, my home threatening to butter my wife and son's butts every few minutes after reading this. <laughs> All right. Well, so it sounds like that was the extent of your conversations for a day or so. <laughs> yeah. I'm very easily impressionable. Um. But yeah, so you you mention um uh you know uh, he's in college and Jenny is at the college, she's playing in a like a folk band. Uh that's another big difference between the book and the movie. In the book, he's an idiot savant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and not I guess only he kind of he kind of is in the movie, like with like uh, ping pong and ping stuff. pong and like basically just like when when they have him uh, take apart the gun and put it together or whatever. He's just yeah. like really good at that. He's just like, well, I'll just do what I'm told here. Um, but right. he's really good at math or like right, like he he physics. They put yeah, him, they put him in this very advanced physics class because. There's like a sympathetic, what do they call it? Like a sympathetic professor. teacher, professor who will be like, yeah, who basically will pass, we'll pass them, will pass good uh, football players. Um, yeah. But then he's like, oh, you can actually do these ridiculous equations. Yeah. Um, just he just kind of like sits down with the textbook he says and like reads the whole thing and he's like oh okay i got this yeah and he gets like an a on a test and the professor is like obviously you cheated uh like do do these problems for me here then and he does them and the professor is like holy shit like yeah these are right so you know the the irony there is that he gets an A in intermediate light, which is like uh, the physics of light, but fails phys ed because he can't remember like how wide a soccer goal is. Yeah, um, and fails remedial English, even though you, yes. they make it seem like he's gonna also excel there because his first assignment is an autobiography. Oh um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and basically kind of what we've already read and, uh, the yeah. professor thinks it's, uh, it's just a laugh riot and, uh, a, uh, work of fiction essentially. Yeah. Thinks like, oh, this guy's like, this reminded me of, uh, uh, I've probably told this story, 
But uh, when I took like a drawing class in college and we had to, our final project was we had to make a, a book that was like an autobiography of us. Just like this. Of, yeah. And, and look at Tom the Idiot Savant comes, comes through. <laughs> that literally is what happened because like... <laughs> I Your forest come. Yeah. They just kind of gave us like a very, you know, just like wide, like you have to make a book. It has to be full of like drawings that that you make. Uh, that are about your life and you know it's one of those things where people were like so should it be like every and you know the teacher kept cutting them off and being like I that's not what the assignment is like you were to figure out what this means to you and I drew myself as a, a like a portrait of myself as a pirate for the cover of mine I recall and I just remember the professor being like why did you draw yourself that way? And I was like, oh, I, I don't know. I thought it'd, it'd be funny. Like I'm not a pirate, but you know, in this I am. And she was like, everybody, this is a true artist. <laughs> That's what I always say about you. That's what everybody always says about you. <laughs> no, because it, you know, there were a bunch of art majors in the class and you know, people did like very pretentious things. And you know, I think I was the only one who did like anything weird. Yeah, they must have hated you so much, those art majors. I, I remember getting dirty looks. But joke joke was on them because uh, I got an A and I got to see a bunch of naked people. <laughs> so oh, because they, were, uh, because they were uh, modeling in the class. No, any, anyone that uh, failed the class, the professor made them take all their clothes oh, off. Oh, boy. It was like a humiliation situation. I mean, you know, I didn't think it was right, but who am I to say I'm not a professor? (laughs) Uh, You're not, huh? No, I was an assistant professor, not an assistant professor, a teacher's aide, a teacher's assistant, a TA. All right, Tom, enough, enough. I taught my own class, my own lab. Sure you did. Sure you did, Forrest Gump. <laughs> there were Bunsen's and beakers, and <laughs> we were mixing chemicals. Um, so he's not only good at uh, physics and math equations, uh, mm-hmm. He's uh, he meets Bubba, who I think yeah. is a very different Bubba than the Bubba we meet in the movie. It's not... Imp- it's not made clear but i don't think this Mm -hmm. uh this bubba is uh black yeah i got the impression that this bubba is white based on like every other black character being called out as a black character or Or or, the n-word yeah Yeah. (laughs) right so it's like all right he's got nothing to say about bubba like bubba's appearance isn't described at all i think no a lot of characters appearances aren't yeah, and all that we know about him is that he's on the football team, but then hurt his foot, so he couldn't play. Yeah, um, but he also lives in the ape dorm with the uh, with the other football players. Yeah, but then when they talk the, about um, playing a team from up north, they were yeah. uh, upset because there were going to be n words on the team. Um, right. So that implies that. Um, 
Bubba that is Bubba, not black because it implies yeah. that the whole team is white, right? So yeah, uh, yeah, that that was the impression I got. Because yeah, basically it's like oh th- we're playing a team from up north and it's not fair because they have uh, black players, right? Um, and Bubba's playing a harmonica. And then Forrest's mm-hmm. like, let me try that. And then Forrest is apparently the greatest harmonica player who's ever lived. Um, and who you're going to lend a man your harmonica? Harmonica? That's ugh. Well, in fairness, he does tell him he can keep it, which yeah. is like, yeah, <laughs> I don't want that back now. It's got right. all your spit in it. Um, but yeah, he's a... a he, he is similar to uh, the physics of light. He just kind of takes to it and, and understands it right away. Yeah. And they uh, uh, drag him out in front of a class to show off what an mm. idiot savant he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I forget what class that is, but yeah, he gets brought out and the, the professor just, you know, talks about him like he's uh, like an animal. Um, so, his uh, football team goes to the championships or whatever bowl game they go to, mm-hmm. um, and sure enough, uh, he's he's not he's not as he's a he's a legit star like the yes. the, the MVP of or whatever uh, during the season, but the, this team is just too good. Um, but they had been w- secretly working on teaching him how to catch passes and then run. And he does yeah. that, um, and they almost win the game. But at the last second, uh, the quarterback chokes and yeah. thinks it's third down, but it's fourth down, and he tries to ground the ball or whatever. Whatever, they lose the game. Forrest mm. fails out of college, has to go back home. Uh, mm. Mama's crying. She's upset. And then, uh, <laughs> well, then he you're gets drafted. over... Uh- I have it highlighted here, uh, you know, like the coach explains to him, like, you know, yeah, there's nothing we can do. And he's like, kind of got like a tear in his eye, the coach, because he's, you know, real upset. He doesn't want, you know, Forrest is a great player and uh, he doesn't want to have to cut him. And, uh, but he tells him like, there's nothing I can do. And it says, uh, then coach go over and stand looking out the window and he say, good luck, boy. Now get your big dumb ass out of here. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a real nice thing to say to a guy who just failed out of college. But yeah, my, yeah. Uh, I th- I think if he didn't tell Forrest that he'd be standing there to this day. So <laughs> exactly. Um. So yeah, and then he gets drafted, and he has to go and join the army. Yeah, and get sent to Vietnam. Right. Um all this is all this part is fine, I guess. Um Well, there is a very funny part where they tell him he has to be the cook. <laughs> oh yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, explain this thing. And what what is it the boiler that he puts uh It's a every- steam steam boiler that he decides like Oh, I have to cook because I think he has to cook for like 200 people. I don't know why they would tell why they would be like, all right, the cook's sick. You have to be the cook. And he even tells them like, I don't think he's ever cooked in his life. 
Uh, there's a steam boiler, which I, yeah, I don't really, I, I kind of figured that that's kind of like a crock pot or like a pressure cooker. Yeah, but everybody's like, do not use that. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. And he right. just like throws basically everything he can find into it. He's, somebody tells him like, well, if you don't know what to make, just make a stew. You can make a stew just by throwing a bunch of stuff together. Right. And, uh, you know, he, it's cooking and it's taking a while and the, the fellers come in and he's like, oh, shit. He, so he like turns it up higher to try and cook faster because, you know, he's an idiot. So he thinks that will make things cook faster. Um, and it's boiling in there, but you know, it's not cooking fast enough. Turns it up, turns it up. And then finally, like the, the army guys are like banging on the table. You know, we want food. We want food, that kind of thing. And he turns it up all the way and it explodes. And it's, uh, it says here, it blowed the dishwasher guy right through a wall and and the guy that was stacking plates just took off in the air, sort of like Rocket Man. <laughs> I have that but somehow, well. I mean, this is the best part because it's like him and I don't know, like Sergeant the lieutenant that come- We is miraculously spared somehow. Like they say will happen when you're so close to a hand grenade that you aren't hurt by it. And then the next line maybe laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah but somehow it blowed both of our clothes off except for the big chef's hat i was wearing at the time <laughs> yeah a very funny picture of just like two men who have survived a, a pretty massive explosion i mean i'm assuming that their clothes off. <laughs> except for the chef's hat uh, you know, I'm assuming if it blew the dishwasher guy through a wall and the other guy took off in the air like Rocket Man, those two men died. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then the I I think it's the other guy guy's clothes uh torn off. He grabs a meat cleaver and you know starts chasing Forrest around like yeah. a cartoon. Um. Yeah, I don't understand the tone of this book. I don't understand what this is supposed to be. Yeah, because there are parts like that that are like cartoonish and pretty funny. Yeah, but then, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think maybe it's weird just because we're going in knowing the movie and like what the tone of the movie is. Yeah, but without the movie, this book makes even less sense of like. Like, why'd somebody write this? Yeah, and why did it get published? <laughs> and who is it for? Yeah, right? Yeah, like, I mean, I don't... seeing it as, like, a weird, like, prototypical story that, like, could be mm-hmm. a, amended and adjusted and made into a movie, it's like, okay, I can see the mechanics of, like, this is the bones of something that could, like, be turned into something radically different. But, like, mm-hmm. take that context out of it, and it's just like, who's reading this book? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, and I think that's probably why, even though it's a book that, like, you know, I would argue, like, one of the most famous movies of the past 50 years was based on, uh, nobody talks about it, and, you know, few people have read it. Right. 
You know, that's not the case with like uh, like the Godfather. It's like, oh, everybody knows that's based on a book, and the book's also very good. I don't think the it's it's widely known that the that the book is good. I don't think it's widely uh, that's a sentiment that people share. Is it? No, I I, I, don't, I, know. I don't know about. I haven't uh, seen the movie or read the book. Maybe hey, maybe we'll add that to the list. Yeah, it seems pretty boring. Uh, but what if I make you an offer you can't refuse? What would that be, Tom? Uh, it would be like if, if we don't read this book, I'll kill you. I'll shoot you. <laughs> okay. I'll read. I'll. I, I opt to read the book, Tom. That's an offer you can't refuse, because you know, but between oh, reading a book or movie? or being shot to death, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what they meant in the movie. Uh, I saw the movie once. I wasn't. I didn't like you, it that you much. You thought it was just like a really good offer. Yeah, like a million dollars. <laughs> thought it was shorthand for it's a like, million wow, dollars. Wow. Well, yeah, um, he can't turn out a million dollars. Then he goes to Vietnam, and it seems pretty horrific. They're always under attack. Yeah, like uh, pretty much as soon as he gets there. Uh, well, that's another, uh, you know, they're like, uh, they just get there. None, nobody's like showered in a week. It's taking them a long time to get there, and then they immediately start getting shelled uh, by the, the uh, you know, Vietnamese army. Uh, while they're showering, well, right. he's like, "Great, I haven't, I haven't had a shower in a week," and uh, so yeah, once again, naked. A lot of nudity in this book. A, a lot more than than the movie, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, so far at least, it, it, I think, so far, it, I would say the the Vietnam stuff to me does a better job capturing like the what what an absolute hell of an existence it must have been than than the movie does right yeah the movie just kind of glosses over it and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah just kind of yeah, like well there for yeah, five there, minutes, yeah and there is some music and lieutenant dan and like when they get you know well there is like the part about it raining in the movie yeah uh, yeah all types of rain uh but but like it's the first time we see them attacked is when Bubba is killed and Lieutenant Dan loses his legs right but in this it's like oh no we were just like under a constant attack and like we're just pinned down for like days at a time in in water filled foxholes while we were naked yeah and then he uh they didn't eat for a couple of days and then they had to eat those rations from like uh 20 years earlier yeah yeah just it doesn't sound like it was i mean yeah. not like the movie you know portrayed vietnam to be fun but this this is going into like a little more of the details besides just like Oh yeah, like you know, seeing people get killed and being worried about being killed yourself is bad, but like also this is what the day to day was like, right? That that just kind of added to how bad all of this was. Can I tell you something, Tom? This Forrest Gump has a unique perspective on things. He, he sure does. A little Tim. askew. Yeah. 
Well, it seems like he doesn't like being in the Vietnam War, though. Yeah, I guess that wasn't a unique sentiment. Oh, but that is something. It kind of happens towards the end of uh, Chapter 5. But uh, yeah, Bubba's there. Oh, yeah. Bubba gets... So, like, in, in the movie, he meets Bubba in the army. And in the book, he meets him in college, but then winds up being in Vietnam with him. Yeah. Um... I think it's funny when uh, Forrest's mom tries to convince uh, them not to take him. She's like, he's an idiot. And they're just like, what do you think? These, the rest of these guys are a bunch of Einsteins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm assuming, I mean, we'll see, but I'm assuming that this part of the book is going to be similar to the movie where, like, he becomes a war hero. Yeah. Um, I was but, really uh, afraid in that scene that you were describing earlier where he had to make the food um, mm-hmm. that like it would be like, and it turns out he was he's also a savant when it comes to <laughs> cooking and he's the greatest chef. Yeah, I thought that that's where they were going with it, too, that it was going to be like he made this stew that, you know, was the best thing these men had ever eaten. But so I was glad when he got his clothes blown off, except for his chef's hat. <laughs> yeah, really uh, uh, pulled the rug out from under both of us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to to reading more of this for no other reason than like uh, I'm just kind of curious where this is going and how it's going to differ from the movie. Yeah, same. And I'm curious. But I if, couldn't like, see reading this in 1986 and want to being curious where it's going to go because uh there's no movie to compare it to. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm not really sure uh like who who this book was written for, but uh know, it's a unique book. So I like that. Yeah. Um It's doing something different. And honestly, if you just read it in Tom Hanks's voice, his Forrest Gump voice, <laughs> It it's yeah. a lot easier. Like if you think about it, like if you just try to hear his voice in your head, um, it's a lot easier to read. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is pretty similar. The a lot of the words, the, the way he pronounces them. I I got the audiobook from the library. Oh, really? Uh, it, it, because I was like curious how somebody else would read it. Especially, I mean, I assume this is like a version that's been recorded after the movie, right? Um, uh, I'll listen to a little of that and I'll report back. Cause I was okay. also like, like I said, when I was having a lot of trouble, like reading it, I was like, all right, maybe I should just listen to this <laughs> and then I wouldn't be stumbling over all these words. Well, uh, you might have to hear somebody stumbling. You might have to hear somebody stumbling over everything. Well, then that would be a bad audio. <laughs> if every if every line the narrator is like, "What the hell is this?" Mean? <laughs> That'd be a funny bit. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, and I I took the book out from the library. I don't I don't care if you know I listen to the book and it's like, oh, it's just a bit. Well, it didn't <laughs> cost me anything. <laughs> I'm curious, patrons, are you reading along too? Um, yeah. Sound off in the comments. People didn't sound off in the comments very much last week, except to uh, complain about you spoiling Black Panther. I 
look, they're putting <laughs> posters out there with with the the who the new Black Panther is and everything. I don't think I really spoiled anything. Oh, really? Did you did you even mention that in the in our episode? Yeah, I think so. And I I'm sure I said spoiler alert, but I'm sure then half a second later I just said what? Yeah. So, uh, I, you, I'm you sorry. Keep the, I'm sorry for spoiling things. You've got to keep that pause button handy when, when yeah. you're listening to this show. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. We'll try to be uh, try to give it a week at least for yeah, new that releases. Did, it was a week. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Tim, the movie came out like ten days ago at this point. Okay. All right. Uh, you don't have to, you don't have to yell at our patrons, Tom. <laughs> I'm not yelling at him. I'm yelling at you. Yeah. Well, I, I apologize. Also, uh, Tom plot twist. I'm uh-huh. also a patron. What? I've been a patron this whole time. Wow. $10,000 a month. A, a Where do you think that $10,000 a month was coming from? <laughs> Tim, I mean, Patreon takes a cut of that. You shouldn't be doing that. It, I, th- I feel like it motivates us. <laughs> uh, otherwise, you would think nobody's listening. Yeah, it primes the pump. Yeah. Well, uh, you heard him, patrons. Sound off in the comments. What What have I spoiled that you're mad about? And are you Are you reading along? And and uh, or have you watched the movie recently? Yeah. Even just hey. Engage. We're looking for engagement. Hashtag engagement's the name of the game. We don't get paid unless there's engagement. Hashtag. (laughs) They keep all your money unless uh, unless there's engagement. Yeah, yeah. It's a cruel system. We should have never signed up for it. Thank you for being patrons. We love you very much. Tom, any last words about Forrest Grump? That, uh, why why haven't we been uh, doing a low key bit of always saying Forrest Grump? <laughs> well, it's it's too late now. Yeah. Apparently, the word Gump means like idiot. Huh. Yeah. Are you looking oh, at uh, UrbanDictionary.com? No, but here here's my uh, my last thoughts. I like that he he refers to guys as goons a lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially <laughs> because he sounds like the biggest goon of them all. Yeah, but everybody's got goons. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> all right. Well. Uh... To all the goons out there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.